joining me on this awesome podcast. Um, I really do appreciate it. And so for anybody who's uh, listening at the moment, I would just love to learn a little bit more about who you are and your story and um, how you got into natural midwifery. Mm -hmm. Well, hello, everybody. Nice to be here. Yes, my name is Anna. I'm also known as Anna, the spiritual midwife. And um, originally Swedish, um, been quite a nomad most of my life and lived and traveled all over the world. Um, have for most of my life been self-employed, working as a woman's work facilitator, yoga teacher, massage therapist, um, and just being very interested in natural health and well-being um, and alternative medicine in, in large. And um, uh, as a woman's work facilitator, I was working all over the world holding temples for women. I call them Temple of the Mystical Feminine. So it's coming together in circle, sharing not so much from a heady space, from more of an embodied space. So actually using feminine spirituality, so dance, embodiment, movement, song, sounding, mm. uh, working with tantric and yogic um, wisdoms and um, techniques and um, not so much sharing just what, you know, what we've done this week, but more of how we're really feeling, what we're going through, what is moving in our bodies, moving with our moon cycles mm. and just being women really. And um, mm. reclaiming those ceremonies and rituals that women have suppressed. So for example, our, our bleeding period. So being, mm. you know, in tune with our inner moon and the outer moon as women, we're very connected with the outer moon as well. And, you know, most women in the Western world went on the pill very early, probably in, in their younger years and don't really actually know what it is to, to move with the moon, to work with the moon, to flow through, you know, the month as you, you wax and wane with your inner and outer moon. So that's something we do in temple. Also reclaiming feminine sexuality, which has also been very suppressed. Um, mm. Learning about our actual anatomy, all the amazing orgasms we can have, all the erogenous zones we have, and how our sexuality starts in the fingertips and moves into our heart, to our breast, and finally down to our yoni, which means sacred cave in Sanskrit. Mm. Um, and how we just work absolute opposite from men and how when we understand that we can come together more in consciousness with our partners or lovers as well and then other aspects of being woman that's been suppressed is our voice so our throat chakra so we work a lot on sounding and standing up for what we believe in and authentically mm -hmm. speaking our truth and daring to be witnessed and seen because it's been something that has been dangerous for women for thousands and thousands of years and still is in many parts of the world, women are still being killed for having a voice, uh, mm. for dancing, for expressing, for even singing. Um, and so women coming together in, in countries that are free is really important because it ripple effects in the conscious collective. You know, it's as you, as a woman, actually fully embody who you are authentically I truly believe that a ripple effect in your immediate family, your community, and then in the world at large. And that's what we're seeing. You know, I started holding circles for women, I don't know, maybe eight years ago now. And I was very much an oddball, you know, not many women did. And now, you know, I have women's circles popping up absolutely everywhere. And uh, so it's really changing and the feminine is rising, the heart 
centered world is rising the new times here so it's very exciting and to answer your question you know from there I also delved into midwifery about five years ago and became a midwife and was horrified by the system and how women are being Mm -hmm. subjected to so much obstetric violence and so much fear around the most natural thing that is is carrying and birthing uh, children so I decided to start the spiritual midwife and create online courses, the natural birth course and the nursing postpartum course to assist women in optimizing their chances of having a natural birth and just Mm. feeling more prepared um, on both an emotional, mental, spiritual and physical level to have a baby and to become a mother and, and enter into that rites of passage that is to birth a baby, yeah. Oh, I just, I'm in awe of all of that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Where to begin? <laughs> I see what you mean. That, that, that's, that's absolutely excellent. And um, yeah, wow. So I suppose out of that, uh, one of the first things that's first to mind is uh, female sexuality um, and how you were saying that uh, it's been suppressed. Um, and I was just mm. curious as to like what you meant by that um, as, as something of interest. Well, it's been and still is very dominated. Um I mean, just going back to, I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, go back 5,000 years before kind of the patriarchal society happened. So, um, you know, Islam and um, Mm. Christianity and Judaism, all of them are patriarchal religions that kind of took over Mm. the world very strongly. And before that, we had actually a matriarch uh, in the sense that, you know, and that I, I guess is also not ideal because it should be not a matriarch or a patriarch but what happened in the matriarch was that a woman was revered and honored because she was birthing new life you know she was she was celebrated for the powerful creatress that she is and was Mm. and she had a very central role in community she you know, women would live together with the children. Men would be living together and be more of the protectors, the hunters, the providers for the for the tribe. Um, there was a lot of both from men and women worship of the earth as the great mother, and mm-hmm. living according. And if you see all the traditional cultures, still do that. You know, they mm-hmm. still live very much in harmony harmony with um, the earth. You know, all of them are earth-based religions. There's dance, there's song, mm-hmm. there's free sexuality a lot in a sense of, you know, of free love in a sense um, that we don't see in the patriarchal system because in patriarchal systems, men wanted to know that this was their children, so they owned the women to be able to own the children, to be able to own land, to be able to own, you know. Yeah, so it's, it's all, you know, in history about dominance, in a sense. Mm. And so you also have to dominate a woman's sexuality. You had to own her. She had to be your wife. That's where marriage comes from. It's really for a man to know that this is my wife. She's a virgin. And now she's going to carry a child. I know it's my child. Right. Mm. Because that's the only way a man can know, you know, we know it's our child because we birthed the child, but <laughs> you know, a man um, would only know by owning the woman. And that still happens around the world. Right. Um, mm. And so when it comes to sexuality as well, you know, it goes back to, if you look at Christianity and the story about Adam and Eve, it's, you know, it's Eve's fault. She's the temptress that they mm. eat of the apple of wisdom, right? And um, so woman has been shamed for her sexuality and, and has also we have internalized that so that mm. 
you know, we want to be looked upon as virtuous or good girls or, go, you know, good women, honorable women. You know, we're not a slut. Slut is being very, you know, mm. it's bad to be a slut, but man can mm. or should mm. because then, you know, he's, it's the opposite for men, right? So, and mm. this just goes back to, oh gosh, I could talk about this for ages, but, you know, it's, no, it's interesting. just it's it really so is. deep in, in our psyche and, and women internalize the patriarchy very strongly. I mean, you and I touched upon that just before we started this recording, how mm. a lot of women might feel that there's jealousy or there is, um, you compete with women or women are, as you kind of said, the enemy. Um, and it all comes from that internalized patriarchy because it's been really dangerous for women to gather. You know, we weren't allowed to gather back in the day. We weren't allowed mm. to gather and chat. You know, gossips comes from, actually from birthing that the the church put women in in place at the birth to be god sips that's where it comes from to to report back to the church about a woman birthing so that they knew it about you know a child had been born and so the women would come together in the house when the woman was birthing and be there postnatally to take care of her and they would gossip that was their part to gossip to the rest of the community about that a woman had given birth and it was a son or a daughter or was you know belonging to this man or whoever you know and um but that then become a derogative thing that women gossip, women talk. And men definitely didn't like that their women would talk to each other and talk about them or, you know, all of that. So, Wow. Yeah. Wow. It goes back but, very deep. Yeah, and I can understand that um, because I do believe that you can have things that are passed down through generations. I mean, whether you're looking at it from a collective consciousness point of view, whether you're looking at it from a habitual point of view or even – recently, um, which I spoke about in a previous podcast, where they did experiments on lab rats. And so they got um, rats to chase some uh, cheese and the, in a maze. And the first time, it took them quite a while. But when they had offspring, the offspring were able to find the cheese so much faster. And that was just one of many experiments that they'd done, which demonstrated mm. that you can have memories passed down uh, through DNA as a... Um, as a side note, because there's still so much that we don't really understand. Mm, absolutely. Um, so well, we... there's a there's definitely a science around this called epigenetics, and yeah. and um, trauma definitely is also passed down for sure through generations. Oh. Again, oh. with mice, you know, poor mice, they go through a lot for our knowledge, but they did this, you know, similar that they gave these male rats um, electric shocks while they would be given the the scent of uh, cherries and they mm. did this for weeks on end and then they let them uh, mate with females and when they had their offspring as soon as the offspring just sent you know got the scent of cherries they would tremble uh, out of fear wow so wow. yeah and so if we think about that if, if we then think about that we as women have been oppressed for thousands and thousands of years we've been burned at the stake literally mm. Yeah, you know, that for having insane. a voice. Yeah. And still happens. Women are still being stoned for being raped, for example, in mm -hmm. some of the um, Muslim countries. And, um, you know, it's, it still happens. And this is in our, it's in our DNA. It's, you know, it's, mm. it's a survival mechanism. So there's, there's fear for a lot of women to speak up, to have a voice, mm. to dare to speak their truth. There's a fear. You know, that is why also maybe women have become very good at manipulating you know, that is one of maybe the dark shadows of the feminine because that's how mm -hmm. we survived, right? To be able mm -hmm. to manipulate men or manipulate the situation or gossip and lie around other women so that we would be safe. You know, it's all mm -hmm. about survival at the end. And mm -hmm. now we have the opportunity to, to cut through that and change that mm -hmm. by consciously, you know, actually 
daring to be vulnerable, daring to, to show our heart, daring to show mm-hmm. up for other women, daring to speak mm-hmm. up for each other, you know, daring to, um, to, to be seen, especially mm. as women. Mm. And that's uh, honestly, I believe with every inch of my being that it's everything is an opportunity to open up to love. And so when you can, when you have a situation where you feel yourself closing off and so that manipulation, that lying, all of that is, is closing off to love. And it's like, okay, well then how can I heal and open to love? How can I soften as a, you know, going into feminine, how can I soften in this situation? And I believe that if everybody begins to soften, you will heal and therefore yeah. your next offer at spring will heal. And like some people say, oh, it's so crazy to think this, but imagine a world where everybody is so open to love and so open to each other, you know, and not mm. closed off fear. It's like you, you're born with love, but you taught fear. You know, yeah. fear is something that's a learned behavior. And then that learned behavior is passed down through generations. Mm-hmm. It's just so nice to go back to our yeah. natural state in every possible way. Mm. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, that that terminology that you mentioned also with sexual suppression and like females mm. are, um, as soon as you've been called a slut, it's a huge thing. You know, it, mm. it is so much anger and so much uh, guilt inside mm. of you. And it's so mm. different for males. So, no, I complete that is a very interesting. Um, how do you think that females can begin to alter that within themselves based on your? Um, I would say to sit in circles of women, to start trusting the sisterhood, to start being a trustworthy woman yourself. Mm. And um, when it comes to sexuality, you know, to learn about feminine sexuality and to start cultivating self-love because it all comes down to self-love so Mm -hmm. the more you feel worthy uh, and the more you love yourself the less you also do care about those comments and also as you change so if you elevate your consciousness and your vibration and you emanate self-love you'll also attract women that vibrate the same so you won't attract those or we would call maybe then quotation marks bitchy women who might still mm. be very low in their vibration, very scared and very much on that, on that. Um, well, I would just say lower vibration reality. If you don't mm. want to match with them, if you don't want to be around them, then you need to change your vibration and then mm. you will not attract them anymore. You will attract circumstances mm-hmm. and other people that meet you in more of a loving kind mm. frequency. Mm. Mm. Oh, no, I totally agree with that. That's so beautiful. It really isn't, you know, as I was saying before, I've noticed a huge transition, even in my own life um, and the people that I naturally feel drawn to um, and the people that I just don't. And, um, you know, during this COVID period, you know, that isolation, I'm sure for some people can be so, it can be almost hell being in situations if they're with, you know, a partner that's um, abusive or whatever it may be. Uh, But Mm. for myself, because I've been isolated, it's so nice to actually be within your own presence and experience, well, what is this? You know, not if you're in a corporate world, because also, and I'd love to get your ideas of this, um, you know, where it's like, yeah, sure, females in the corporate world, and I'm, I'm 100% for that, but it's also like show up as a female in that mm. corporate space. Don't try and show up as a male. And for so long, I was like, yeah, you know, corporate world, and every day I'd tie my hair fully back, and I understand that that's professional, but you want to become a, a man, to show up in that space because that's where you feel how you should be showing up. And then that's almost cutting off, you know, who you naturally are. And, and that's what you touched on in Temple, which I'd love to talk about is what does it mean to show up as a female in that space? What is it? Yeah. Mm. 
Mm. Well, I think there's two different answers to that. Or there are many answers to that. Like, Mm -hmm. first of all, fundamentally, how the world is organized, which I believe very much now in our, you know, in the Aquarian age that we just really fully actually have stepped into, um, things will very much change and old hierarchical kind of patriarchal um, institutions will break down and have to change or fall apart for something totally new to be built instead. And I think that that's truly the answer because as a woman, you've kind of had to step into being even ultra-masculine in that world to even have a standard chance and to be, you know, Mm. um, three times better than any man to even have, you know, a chance to be at equal, well, not even equal, obviously, then you're better. But, you know, it's just been a very tough world for women to enter and and she's kind of had to almost play that game. Um, and mm-hmm. so I think what we're seeing, though, is that there are new corporations, there's new ways of being in the world that is bu- being birthed and has been birthed mm-hmm. the last mm-hmm. few years, which is much more egalitarian. There's less of that hierarchy. Emotional intelligence is being valued. Uh, mm-hmm. Being innovative and being different is valued. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of those companies now that want the quirky weird you know want different thinkers and so in that space you know both men and women will find that they're less bound to these traditional ways of being in a sense masculine in that Mm. world um Mm. but if you yeah to be I mean I find I actually just because I um I coach women and I I do an online temple mentorship program and I just had a coaching session actually yesterday with a woman who um something came up I'm not going to go into details obviously because that's Mm. confidential but you know it came up came up around um how how she got very triggered by the unhealthy masculine so if you imagine this man who's Mm wants to dominate women who is very there might be a very sexual charge he wants to he wants to be the alpha and mm. not in a healthy loving way but in that dominating kind of unhealthy mm. masculine way and when she meets that in someone she gets very active and very triggered and a lot of us might feel that that we get that mm. The way to meet that kind of man, and I can, I can, you know, I can imagine in that corporate world, there's a lot of those kind of men, especially in the top, um, you mm. know, being in the top kind of demands that, especially how it's been back in the day um, wow. until this day and age and still kind of is. Um, in order to meet that man, to disarm him, you actually need to be in your feminine because if you meet him in your masculine, you're going to butt heads and it's going to be explosion. Mm. And that's exactly what she experienced, right? And this is also something that she's, and we, all of us, have internalized so also our mm-hmm. inner masculine like how do we meet that and how do we relate mm-hmm. to that but anyway that's a bigger question <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, but in order to in order to actually meet one of those really um masculine men and not you know fight a war or get you know into that conflict you actually need to be really feminine if you stand strongly mm-hmm. in your feminine power if you continue to speak with your feminine voice you don't try to raise it you don't try to you don't try to fight him you just kind of you know sink into your soft feminine mm. which is very strong i mean the reason we we you know create such a strong reaction in men is because we are 16 times more magnetic than them 
they are so spellbound by our femininity. It is so strong. They don't know what to do with themselves. You'll find those really strong, dominating men. Like, if you're really in your feminine, they'll circle around you. They'll try to open you up. They'll try to, oh, can I buy you a drink? Can I do this for you? Can I oh, hold your door? They try everything because they want to get inside, right? <laughs> Most met, you know, metaphorically and literally sometimes. But <laughs> you, know, you as a woman there, you hold the power. You really do. Actually, you don't have to fight him in the masculine. You need to stand very strongly in your feminine and in that you're so strong. And in that you're so strong with your boundaries and how you can call a man to actually rise out of his immature masculine is to be very strong in your feminine and to have boundaries and go, that is not okay for me. How you're talking or how you're presenting yourself or what you're saying or what you're doing, I don't accept that. You know, and do it in a loving way. You don't have to be angry in that. You don't have to come across as, you know, in your masculine protective mm. mode. You can be very soft in your feminine going, I don't allow this in my space. Please leave. You know, mm. or you know what I mean? And um, you'll get a much um, more loving response. Mm. And, a disar- you know, you'll disarm him with that. You'll never mm. disarm him in, in conflict or in coming with your mm. masculine. Because mm. I think all that really does is is it elevates it. The more that you you rise in that anger, then he rises in that anger. And no, that completely completely makes sense. And softening with love is, like you said, it's not a weak response. You know, it actually sometimes takes more courage to not scream mm. and shout, mm. but stand back within yourself and say, and and you're right, mm. like own own that situation in terms of. Um, I won't accept that because I do love myself and I know that um, I deserve more than that treatment. Mm. But also, you know, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't solve anything. So I, I completely agree. And that's such a beautiful, um, beautiful gift and lesson that I think if so many people started to cultivate that, it would really help um, relationships. And so um, just earlier you mentioned that uh, you have – Mel, so do you, so every single person has both masculine and feminine energy within themselves, and mm. so feminine is soften, and masculine is to, like you said, take risks. Um, how would you define the two of them? Ooh, well, ultimately you can you know you can look at the um, comparison of using Shiva and Shakti as um, oh, yeah. an explanation, mm. right? So. Yeah. Shakti is the feminine in all of us in the universe and Shakti's life force energy it's essentially everything that's alive you know it's expression it's dance it's song it's love it's you know community it's connection it's all of that and the masculine is transcendence of life it's Shiva mm. it's Shiva sitting in his cave meditating it's pure consciousness you know it's God mm. particle it's the universe it's that which is beyond life so essentially death but not in a negative way wow. it's just that kind of you know transcendence right so that's the ultimate mm. masculine and feminine um then obviously you know you can go deeper into what is it in a person but that is the qualities if you if you look at it mm. and um and we all have masculine and feminine within us and you know, you can be a man that's very feminine and you can be a woman who's very masculine in your essence. You know, that is just who you are. You just, your sex is different, but your essence, you know, might be, I'm a woman and very masculine, for example, or I'm a man and very feminine. 
mm. I believe that we're all somewhere on the continuum of, of that, you know, in between mm. those polarities. Because it's called, you know, it's polarity and everything in the universe is made up of polarity. And so we're all kind of, that's why, you know, we get come and get very attracted to the opposite. So if I mm. am a very feminine woman, I will be attracted to a very masculine man. And mm. the opposite, if I'm a very masculine woman, then I will attract a quite feminine man, most likely, because we are attracted to polarities. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And so uh, just out of curiosity, then, if you are like a female that's cultivating your own femininity, but you're naturally a very masculine female so maybe like would it be is everybody almost striving for um just completely neutral or is it kind of like a way where if you feel like you're going more masculine then somebody else would pull more feminine or like how because if, if like let's say for instance I'm a slightly more um masculine female then would it be in my best interest to start cultivating more femininity because I am a female or is there no set rules for that? It's kind of how you feel or? Oh, oh gosh, there's absolutely no rules <laughs> in life at all. And, uh, you know, I would just say to, you know, the most authentic thing to do is to be authentically you. Mm. And, you know, mm. at the end of the day, we're not all masculine and feminine. That's, that's not important. Uh, ultimately, ultimately it's important. What is important is that you honor yourself and that you cultivate connection to your inner being you know mm. and that you live a life according to to you and what mm. feels in the most alignment to you mm. and there is there's no you know nothing negative or positive around being more feminine or masculine and and we need to get away from the idea that we need to somehow work on ourselves or fix ourselves we're already perfect but what we might need to mm. do is what I used to mm. say you know unfuck ourselves <laughs> <It's been rude. laughs> but you know, essentially, it's just like, and that's what temple's all about. It's not about essentially being, you know, becoming more feminine. I mean, a lot of women that come to temple have a desire to access her feminine because she feels like mm. she has uh, ignored that um, and she wants to connect to her cycle. She wants to connect mm. to her feminine sexuality. And, mm. and most women who are coming to temple are more feminine in essence. They might have cultivated being very masculine in a very masculine dominated world and they might have a lot of mm -hmm. masculine friends and they've you know put on that show but they feel now that they really want to come back to what they actually really feel inside is their essence mm -hmm. which is feminine however you know it's not all that we're doing it's you know what essentially temple's about is to remove the masks remove the you know the fake personality that you might have been you know having to have because you needed to survive as a teenager for example or as a young woman but you don't need it anymore it's time mm. to just relax back into who you truly are and in essence mm. we're all one so in essence we're not feminine or masculine in essence we're just one mm. Mm. and it's almost the ego and it's that ego um facade that allows you to separate or feel separated from everything else because i mean i've been massively into meditation um and you know, I meditated with this um, monk, a Buddhist monk, a few times. And the one time I was sitting with him, and like, I think we must have been meditating for like an hour and a half. And you know, you honestly do form a sense of no separation. It's a point where there is no thought, and it is it is beautiful. You cannot explain it because it just it just is. 
and then you come back and then you come back to your thoughts and then you come back to you and you know it, it is it's this fluctuating wave where it's like sometimes the mm. moments I feel the most depressed or anxious are the moments that I'm disconnected from self but then it's okay and then come back to who Alexa is okay mm. and then come back to even further what is beyond mm. the Alexa and um, mm. it's such a beautiful journey but definitely in that masculine feminine like lately going away from what society expects of me and actually just being feminine and you know tr- singing it's it's I love that I love that because mm. that's the, your voice I feel is um and I'd love to talk about that and your thoughts is it does when you feel you can't talk it does trap that and through mm. mantra it feels like it opens your voice more that you can mm. speak it's, it's okay you know it's okay to talk mm. yes absolutely it's very powerful the both the science of mantra and just the just the actual opening of your of your throat chakra and I mean a lot of women have problems with their thyroid for example which is like a yeah. physical manifestation of that um disconnect to your throat chakra yeah. mm. so what so go into a little bit more about that um so your thyroid and your throat chakra issues so if you're a female who is suffering from um you know bad let's say uh, thyroid issues maybe weight gain or excessive weight loss how would they how what steps could they take to um help that well obviously i'm not a doctor so i can't no, and no, i'm definitely yeah. no specialist in that but um you know definitely mantras and there's a you know there's a lot of yogic practices that help um with thyroid issues um so that's um, definitely something that they can look into um mm. but also i mean i truly believe and and you know there's a lot of a lot of different therapies out there and um science around it as well you know how things don't just manifest in the physical for no reason mm. right it starts mm. in the energetics uh, you know thoughts vibration and th- then it becomes more dense we feel it you know emotionally we might feel that we're you know sad or we're angry mm. we, you know we harbor resentment or you know all these kind of emotions um gets trapped memories even potentially you know life lifetimes past you know karmic imprints that we come through with mm. our mother our grandmother you mean you know as a as a female you know we were well well even you know anyone has been not only in your mother's womb but also in your grandmother's womb you know mm. we were already in a little you know embryo <laughs> little egg um inside our mama inside our grandma and so we carry on the lineage you know comes through us mm. so there's so many layers on why things manifest in our physical body it's not just obviously like go and do a mantra and then you'll clear it because there's why do you have that you might hold a block in your throat chakra from generations past of women who have been mm. suppressed so there's mm. so much around that especially the throat for women you know our throat our womb chakra which is the second chakra right sexual chakra our womb space um our throat and our third eye you know we've been ridiculed for so many thousands of years that we don't have intuition you know that that's not true but it is true and as a woman we mm. are we do have that power we we are very intuitive it's just it's mm. our superpower that women don't know that they have it and so they don't trust it and don't listen to it and they let their mind override it and the mind is a silly little thing <laughs> a very silly little thing <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, definitely. When you when you quiet in the mind or you listen to the thoughts, I realize how qu- quickly they jump. Like it, it's crazy. You you'll in five minutes you'll think mm. this, and then you'll go move here, and you'll shift here, and you'll shift here, mm. and you realize that none of that. It, it's it's an illusion. It's it's an illusion in in the mind. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Yeah. And you can worry about things that just are not worth worrying about and obsess yeah. about. And I mean, meditation is, I think, you know, it's key. It's key in my practice. It's key, I think, for anyone who wants to live a sovereign life. You know, you wanted to talk mm-hmm. about sovereignty, mm-hmm. to not be ruled by the monkey mind, which is totally not your friend most of the time mm-hmm. and keeps repeating the same things over and over again every day. And usually it's, it's you know, it tends to love the negative and to see things mm-hmm. that are potential dangers. And that's beautiful because, it, you know, it, that's what it's meant to be for mm. to warn us and to you know make sure we're safe but it can't predict the future and when we try to predict the future with our minds we are always wrong but when we go mm. into our heart wisdom and as women as you know into our womb wisdom and actually listen to our intuition that's when we truly can hear you know deep messages from within and from mm. our higher self and as we quiet our mind again meditation is you know it is a shiva practice it's truly a a practice to strengthen the masculine it nourishes the masculine to go into solitude and to go into meditation mm-hmm. um but it's a it's a very important practice for all of us mm-hmm. if you want to strengthen the feminine you know you you want to sit in circle you want to sing you want to dance you want to do feminine spirituality and ritual and ceremony you want to come together with women in love and community mm-hmm. and and you're sharing spaces that's what's nourishing the feminine want to nourish the masculine you want to go on a retreat in the forest and sit in silence and and challenge yourself you want to you know walk up a mountain you want to physically exhaust yourself you want to um that's what really nourishes the masculine challenge Mm. and solitude and and Mm. a bit of hardship actually (laughs) for all of us both men and women and as a woman as a very feminine woman I'm not very interested in that. I have no desire to jump out of a plane or to climb up a mountain or, you know, to, to sit in solitude for a week up in the mountain in, the, in a cave. You know, I enjoy doing meditation to quiet my mind and to become more of a, you know, to let my mind be the servant of my heart. But then I spend most of my time nourishing my feminine because that's where I truly find nourishment. I, you know, I don't find nourishment from being criticized or from being challenged. I find nourishment from being loved up and cherished Mm. and honored and seen by my women and my, you know, a partner, you know, people in my life that I care about. And so this is how we can define what, you know, what we need. What do you feel nourished by? Do you, are you drawn to walking up a mountain and challenge yourself? Then maybe you're more you know, masculine in your core. Mm-hmm. If that is something mm-hmm. that you, you know, p- predominantly want to do, or do you mm-hmm. want to lazy around eating grapes with your girlfriends in the garden with children mm-hmm. running around and doggies and puppies and you know, what are you? What mm-hmm. nourishes you? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful and flowing with that, you know, and flowing with what that is. And for mm-hmm. young women, um, because like you know, I was mentioning before this, one of the main motivations that I honestly had with talking to you was for young females to say, okay, well, what direction should I go and what, what should I be doing? What um, rituals or what activities should I be doing to nourishing my feminine? Because it's okay to be feminine. You know, it's okay to let your hair flow and sing and dance. And, um, you know, you don't, you don't need to buy things to be feminine. You know, you don't need to put on 
additional things to think that you're beautiful because you are beautiful. Um, so, yeah, what, what advice, what things would you say um, to any female that's watching this? Well, I would definitely say that one of the most important things a woman can do, whoever she is, whatever she, you know, identify as feminine or masculine or in between or whatever, is to deeply dive into your moon cycle, to reclaim mm -hmm. your blood and the magic that it is to be a woman, essentially having a womb. And if you are taking contraceptives, then to really sit with that, you know, and say, why are you doing that? Because a lot of women did not ever reflect on that. And there are side effects. So you, you need to be conscious about why you take something into your body. And it does um, obviously cut you off from your flow and, and from the magic of your flow. Mm. And um, so, you know, a lot of women will start the pill or get an implant because they might have had a lot of pain when they got mm. their first period. Uh, they might have just automatically been put on it because their parents and their doctor thought it was a good thing to do. Mm. That's a lot of stories I hear, which is really crazy to me, mm -hmm. that you would take a hormone to change your natural state just because you can. Mm. Um, for some, it's because they had a lot of acne, a lot of, you know, reactions to having their period and to get rid of that. For some, it's, you know, other things like endometriosis or other things concerning their health. And so, or, or maybe just they were sexually active mm. from a very young age. And so, uh, you know, I really encourage you to sit with, do you need to be on it? Um, why are you on it, if you are? And... Do you feel that you want to connect deeper with being woman? Then I really encourage you to sit with maybe if there is another way you can be with your cycle. I, for example, I'm 34. I've never been on the pill or any kind of contraceptives. I've used natural cycle um, kind of regulation and knowing my cycle deeply, knowing when I ovulate, knowing mm -hmm. that I can only get pregnant during that week of ovulation mm -hmm. um, and um, you know, using condoms if that's, you know, if I would not, you know, want to get pregnant or it is in that period of time and, um, you know, all the different reasons why you would wear a condom. But um, that's my personal preference. And mm. um, if you are a person that experienced a lot of pain, then going into why that is, I mean, again, we can look at things just from the physical aspect, but you can also look at why does my womb hold so much pain? Did mm. I experience something in my life? Did I, you know, um, shut things down of, of being a woman in my family? Was I not, you know, honored for being a woman in my community, in my school, in, amongst my friends? Was I holding a lot of tension in my body? That affects our womb totally. Mm. You know, mm. tension, stress, fear, all of these things are in our wombs and creates tension mm -hmm. and then creates more painful cramping, you know, periods. You know, me as, again, being natural with my cycle, as soon as I'm either emotionally, mentally, physically stressed during my month, I will have either my period will come late, it will be more painful. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a beautiful testimony. I know instantly if I have a painful um, or, or a late um, period that, okay, I can really see, I know, you know, I already know that, obviously, <laughs> but um, I probably had a really stressful month. I didn't listen to mm. my, my needs. I didn't rest, but I needed to rest. I might have overridden what 
actually my boundaries said, maybe mm. being too available to people or working too much or, you know, mm. all these things, right? So when mm. we listen, when we're living in harmony, and as women, we're such a delicate being. We're so delicate. When we don't live in harmony with ourselves, our cycle will show us that. Our bleed mm. is our greatest ally. She will show us, our women will tell us, ow, here, feel my pain. You know, you have mm. not been resting. You have not been listening. You have not been eating well. You have not been exercising. You have not been listening to your emotions. You have not mm. cried or, yeah. you know, whatever it is that you haven't been listening to, right? Mm. Mm. Oh, I, lo- I absolutely love that because, um, you know, I can speak for so many of my friends, myself included. Uh, I went on the pull at a very young age because the doctor, I, yeah, I had a little bit of bad skin and the doctor was like, yep, just put you on the pill. And I was like, okay, mm. the doctor said so. You know, and only recently, like maybe four months ago, have I gotten off the pole. And it's, um, it's, it's huge. You know, it is a big thing because it, I do feel, and I don't know if that's just because I'm stepping more into talking to more feminine women and really loving being a female, um, or if it is because I'm off the pole that it, it, it really does, it changes inside. You know, you do honestly feel different. And oh, nobody yes. really knows about that. Like people don't, they don't tell you. Mm, so many women who are on the pill who are also on antidepressants wow. are ridiculous, ridiculous. Because a side effect of being on the pill, especially if you're really young, you don't even know that, but it's to become depressed. Mm. Okay, that's one of the side effects. Gaining weight, not, being, not wanting to have sex, losing your sexual interest. Mm. There's so many things that can, and if you take it very early, you don't even know that. You might not, you might not never have had an orgasm. Wow. in your life because you were on the pill and it just shut you down wow. and women don't know this yes yes and also women pick the wrong men because mm-hmm. they it, you know it interferes with their sense of smell their sense of knowing the right partners smelling the pheromones you're not putting out the right pheromones because you're not actually bleeding you're not actually in your cycle he can't smell you when you're ovulating like these are the things that we don't think about, that we don't know about, but mm. how we can smell each other. So women and men pick the wrong partners because women are on the pill. So mm. crazy. So okay, actually, that's what um, the previous co- po- uh, podcast, Rachel and I spoke about, is that choosing a man because you're on the pill. Because that is so, so interesting. It really is. Mm. And, and we are animals. We may think that we are separate from the animal kingdom, we're not. We are. We are part of this planet. We are part. We are animals. <laughs> so that it, it just completely makes sense because that's completely natural. Mm, yeah. So that's so interesting. So interesting. And um, yeah, I think also in terms of um, dancing and and singing, um, do you feel like dancing is really good because it um, moves the spine or, or moves the the body? Like how? What benefit mm. does um, taking up dance? Oh. I mean, if you look, if you look at all the traditional cultures, all communities, both men and women dance and sing together in ceremony all the time, right? It's a part of culture. It's a part of community. It's a part of life. And as women, we've always danced. You know, belly dancing comes from birth dancing. Women would come together not to dance for men, but to dance with women and spiral babies down. They would dance, wow. belly dance with women, yes. Because it's the dance of the womb. It's spiraling babies down, earth sign. And it's beautiful for the feminine body to open in circles and spirals. 
it releases so much of our tension. It makes us soften in our body. It um, really activates our womb chakra, our sexuality, our sensuality. And that is a woman's power. Not to be a temptress, not to be a mistress, but to be really powerful in a sexuality. And that is why we've been dominated, because it's so scary for men how they are so a slave to that energy of the feminine sexuality. And that's why it's, you know, one of the biggest industries is to own women, to trade women. You know, mm. slavery is still a very, a very big thing. It's one of the biggest mm. um, trades in the world is, is weapons and drugs and trafficking women you know, and poor and all of this, you know, it's, it's perverted because woman has been shut down. So the natural, beautiful women and empowered, you know, feminine empowerment through, through owning her sexuality mm. has been perverted into something very, very um, harmful for both men and women. Cause it's very harmful mm. for men to consume this, this kind of sexuality that is so perverted as well. Mm. That, and cause now literally sex sells. So having a female that is belly dancing, the first thing, like you pointed out, the first thing you think about is, oh, you know, she's seducing him when mm. it, it's actually so different. Or, or a female walking in really comfortable clothes that she feels sensual in. Like, let's say maybe it's low cut or, or maybe she shows her stomach. Um, instead of it being a natural, you know, this is what I feel really attractive in, it turns mm. into, um, oh, you know, why are they wearing that? Uh, because you get pushed with that in every element you know if, if a woman's in a um bikini that can sell a car or that can sell yeah. <laughs> it's being used as something uh, to exchange instead of something that is so naturally beautiful and something that is yeah something that is dirty or shameful or something that is yeah mm. a negative energy um and that is something that we need to reclaim just mm. by being us just by owning it in our own selves and not and not accepting anything else mm. and deciding not to be shamed for it. It's very true. Well, you know, a little um, side note, I suppose my, um, so going back to your lineage, you know, my grandmother, she didn't have a very good upbringing. And so then my mother ended up with quite an abusive um, stepfather who did everything like you said, you know, shone her down, trapped her. She couldn't wear anything, like literally everything had to be fully covered up. And even then she was still called like the worst names, you know, and he really did um, push her down. And so coming and healing that, she's come a long way um, through meditation, through yoga, through um, getting in touch with her feminine. And I noticed also as, as she heals, you know, I, I'm letting go of a lot of that too. And, and hopefully um, my generation after me will no longer have that, you know, it will be that lineage of softening into love would have healed because that is it what, and look I don't want to go fully into female like a lot of men also get um get hurt and a lot of them also get oh, self-trafficking and you know the the, the well, mass, I think is also shamed and and oh also, absolutely oh. and and men are suffering tremendously from being in this patriarchal world mm. tremendously most men are not benefiting from it but mm. are feeling absolutely totally trapped in this very toxic way of being a man mm. in this world and unfortunately we lose a lot of young men to suicide because of this well they have the it's highest massive oh More it's massive they because they are you know not only do they have to be this toxic masculinity um but they also are totally shut off of the feminine inside of themselves they're sh you know they're totally shut off from because it's not valued, you know, being soft, being generous, being loving, being caring, having a heart, 
all of that is not being valued in either feminine or or I mean either in um, women or men in the world um, you know we can just see that anyone who cares for another person either does that for free or get very low wage um, mm. you know it's it's not valued in our world it's very much put out there you know women are supposed to be stay-at-home moms just for the love of it and there's no compensation you know all mm. those things right we're not valuing those necessary aspects of being human mm. which is mm. so important so much more important than earning money or having mm. status mm. so much more important mm. for our well-being and health a hundred percent a hundred percent and that's where if more people start to heal in that space and more people are like okay well how can i help what mm. what can i do to help better the lives of not only myself but all those around me like mm. exactly what you're doing exactly what temple is that is exactly mm. it is it's it's opening women up and, and saying it's okay. You know, and I absolutely love that. Yeah, and it and starts with us, you know, because it doesn't, you know, nothing will change from blame. No one mm. will change from being criticized. The world will not change. The mm. world will only change from us changing from the inside. Mm. And the more we empower ourselves we, in whatever way works for us, that we can be fully who we are in this world, whoever that is, man or woman, feminine or masculine, whatever, or in between, you know, mm. you know, trans, whoever you are, like it doesn't matter. As you show up as yourself and fully own who you are and allow mm. other people to do the same, that mm. is how we come back to a heart-centered world. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's so mm. true. That is, And then maybe that comes into sovereignty, which is being sovereign is, is maybe being authentic as your true self. Would that be absolutely? Yeah, reclaiming, reclaiming your voice, and reclaiming who you are, mm. just being who you are, and also taking responsibility for yourself. I mean, sovereignty to me also means taking responsibility for yourself in all in all aspects, financially, emotionally, mentally, physically. You know how you show up in the world for others. All of those things, taking responsibility if someone says, you know, what you do hurt me, that I take responsibility and go like, you know, if I sit with that, you know, did I, did I actually, did I speak out of, in, you know, integrity? Did I act out of integrity there? Yes, no. If I don't think I did that, I can still say, I, I'm so sorry that that's your experience. You know, I can take responsibility for mm for my actions, for my words, how I show up in the world. I can take responsibility for how I vote with my money every day, mm. what, I, what I buy, what I support. Mm. You know, that's mm. our most powerful thing to do in the world, isn't it? That, you know, if I want to change the world and change how I show up in the world, that's all mm. I can take responsibility for. I can, in, you know, inspire others by my example. I can't make other people change. Mm, and definitely that, not if I'm not doing it to myself. Mm, that is so true. And I love that how you choose to spend your money. I think that that is so powerful because it's like mm. saying, okay, well, what am I supporting? What am I mm. supporting? I love that. Absolutely love that. Because mm. I think one of the big things um, too is like, you know, also once again going back, um, because I would look at social media and think, oh, well, a woman with long hair is great. Okay, well, instead of me, growing my own and waiting for that, oh, I'll just get hair extensions. And you don't, you don't realize, because it's, it's being promoted too, you know, so many celebrities have these beautiful long hair extensions and they'll publicize, oh, it's natural hair. But you're thinking, hang on a second, you're cutting off 
some lady in India or a third world country who doesn't have enough money to survive, she's obviously grown this beautiful long hair after so many, you know, years. You're cutting it off. You're shipping it to a first world country and you're selling her hair and people are wearing it as a fashion statement. I mean, like Mm. that to me, I, I, I cannot understand that. I cannot understand that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's the old paradigm of, of consuming the world and consuming people. Mm. Everything mm. is for sale. Yeah. But again, it's like it's up to you. What do you want to support and what kind of world do you want? And yeah. to focus on that, you know, I think that's the best thing we can do to change the world is to focus on what we do want, not what we don't want. Mm. Mm. I think it was Gandhi that said, um, be the change that you want to see in the world. Mm. Like, actually mm. be that change. Um, mm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you, seriously, so much for, um, for this. I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, I, I really feel like uh, what you've said is very powerful for all those who are listening. So thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> and if people want to find you, um, you know, where, where can they get hold of you? Well, I can... Um give you some of my different links to uh, social media and to my different websites depending on if women are pregnant or if they're um, curious about temple work. I'm starting a um, new temple mentorship round in the 1st of March if anyone's interested in going deeper with me for six months and, um, and yeah working on finding her own unique expression in the world you know standing up as a sovereign woman and feminine leader in her own right, just in her Wonderful. presence and working on that. So, yeah. so I'm sorry, so if, if people want to get involved in that, that, um, that would be specifically for females who... Yes, for women. Yeah, mm. and, and that would be for women who want to step up within their own sovereign right. Yeah, so the Temple Mentorship Program essentially is uh, two coaching calls a month with me, which essentially just works on anything that comes up through through you working through feminine embodiment practices or your spiritual practices or your numerology that I also do for you. Or um, uh, if you do want to step into a feminine leadership role in the community, maybe holding a woman's circle or becoming a feminine kind of coach of your own right, um, then I can assist you in that. And there's also monthly temples online with other women from all over the world gathering and sharing space online in in circle space. Uh, So that's a little bit of what that is. It's a a huge portal of so many different practices and and videos from everything from reclaiming your cycle to um, using feminine embodiment and and diving into your womb wisdom and self-love practices and all kinds of things. There's so much to tell. (laughs) But they can read more on my website, yeah. (laughs) Perfect, perfect. Well, I'll um, I'll post that all below. And, uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Anna, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much. It's been beautiful to talk to you.